Hi guys, so I just want to pop on real fast and tell you that I was not able to edit any of this episode, so it's completely raw. I apologize for that. Um, we just had technical difficulties. It was a really fun interview. Um, I hope you guys listen to it. I know it's a little bit longer, but I think it's definitely worth it, especially at the end where we get to even crazier stories. So um, please stick around, please enjoy, and we will scare you later. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Caro, and this is The Paranormal State of Mind. All right, guys. So today we have a very special guest. This is Ron, um, and he's going to tell us a little bit of his story. Um, so go ahead and come on in, Ron. Good morning. That was kind of awkward, wasn't it? You're fine. We, we thrive on awkwardness. Uh, that, is, that is exactly the, the energy that we thrive on. <laughs> I also sneezed a second ago, guys, so I apologize. Like, right when I started talking. So. <laughs> oh, bless you, um, Michelle. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your Instagram page and stuff like that. Um, well, I'm on Instagram and TikTok under Grave Evidence. Um, I've been a paranormal investigator for, good Lord, I, see, I'm 54 now, I think. First time I ever did it was I was about 23, 24 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. And that was before we had all the. Really? <laughs> really? They wanted to be heard too. Told you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're animal lovers. Everybody should know that now. So you'll hear some background noise with a plastic bottle and a dog and some barking. It's not a big deal, guys. <laughs> now. Bailey will snore. Uh, but I've been, I've been into it for a while. I mean, uh, first time I ever, first experience I ever really had that I remember well, um, I was about seven years old and, uh, my mom, the neighbor come down and, and told, was telling my mom all excited that, uh, you know, my cousin, her niece used to come over all the time and visit mm-hmm. with us, visit with her. Well, anyway, uh, her birthday came around and. My sister and I were, were messing around in the house. The neighbor come down. It was late at night. And they told mom that she needed to talk to her. Well, mom sent us away so we didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, she come over all the time. So we were all kind of close. Well, sent us to the room. My sister and I are in a room playing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And hear my i hear my mom crying and stuff and you know there's a bunch of boohooing going on outside whatever outside of the room mm-hmm. but i'm sitting there in the room by myself my sister's in her room and i feel i see my cousin brenda actually come in the room mm-hmm. i don't know where the hell she come from she just appeared she come in and she sat down on the bed next to me okay the bed actually went down where she sat mm-hmm. and she said, how are you doing? Whatever. And I said, well, I'm good. You know, I'm playing with my Hot Wheels. So I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to her because I just thought maybe she was at the house mm-hmm. or whatever. But she started to tell me that everything everything was going to be okay and mm-hmm. she doesn't hurt. And, and I said, well, why? What happened? And she said she got shot. Oh. So, you know, and, and no sooner... Then after she told me everything was going to be fine because she didn't hurt anymore, you mm-hmm. know, and the, her son, Billy, which was my second cousin, I guess he would be, mm-hmm. 
him and I used to play all the time. He was the same age as me, six years old, seven years mm-hmm. old. He was he was a year younger than me, but we played all the time. And she told me that he was going to be okay and all that stuff. Well, then she gets up and starts to walk away and just disappears. Wow. Wow. Now, next morning, I had went out because I ended up staying in my room playing and falling asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought much of it, you know, mm-hmm. because that was that was kind of a normal thing for me. I seen shit all the time that mm-hmm. wasn't, shouldn't shouldn't have been. Right. But, uh, so the next morning, I come out, and my mom's sitting in the you know chair in the living room, and I climbed up in her lap, and I hugged her, and I told her, I said, "It's going to be okay." I said, "I talked to Brenda," and she said, "When did you talk to her?" I said, "Last night." Oh, see, now, first of all, that was not something that we talked about in my family. Right. You know, Same. We were born, born Catholic, switched Methodist. I mean, it just went kind of like that. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it got to the point where every spirit was a demon. Mm-hmm. So this was not a belief in my family. Mm-hmm. Even though my mother had, had background in it. I mean, she mm-hmm. always knew where I was at, when I was, especially when I was doing something I shouldn't have been. Yeah. She always knew where I was at. But anyway, I hugged her and I told her, I said, everything's going to be okay because I talked to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what did she say? I said, she told me she got shot and she didn't hurt anymore and everything was fine. Well, needless to say, my mom was flabbergasted by that. And oh, I'm sure. I got my ass beat because I told her that. Oh, no. Because that was like, that's a no-no in my family. You don't talk about that. Mm, I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, it was, so I kind of suppressed all of it for a long time. Mm -hmm. I avoided avoided it. I always seen shadows in the corners of my eyes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, my hair would stand up when I was around something that, a bad energy or any kind of energy, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, I could, I could tell, I could read people, you Mm -hmm. know. Who was who was somebody that I'd want to associate with, or who right. I get the hell away from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, about six years ago, I was cleaning out a garage, and mm-hmm. it was a fourteen foot by seventeen foot old rickety garage. You know, it was mm-hmm. in bad shape. So I took everything off the back wall, and moved it off the wall, and was going through it, taking it out and throwing it away and whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. What was good, I was trying to put in one place and keep. Well, I didn't know that everything that was on that back wall was actually holding that garage up. Mm. When I moved it off the back wall, that garage folded up on me. Oh. Lapsed on me. Mm-hmm. Right. It literally broke, bent, bent me in half right here under my chest. Mm. My sternum, three ribs, broke uh, my back, and punctured a rib. Wow. Oh, my God. I had to be dug out from under that garage. Oh. So the point of that is, <laughs> me. Saying that is, is since that's happened, mm-hmm. I can't deny or ignore. Right. Them. I see them, I feel them, I hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's definitely heightened, heightened right. senses on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just decided to get into it deeper. You know, yeah. like I said, I always had it, and I always had knew when I was around spirits and shit, and it always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. I had a, had a not a sick attraction to it, but an uncomfortable attraction to right. it. Right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'd always it 
spooky basement. You know, I'm not going down there. The lights off. Shit, I'm down there. Yeah. <laughs> First one down there. I'm running through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'll think about it. I want to, <laughs> but then like the white, the the, the non white girl, and he's like, no, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> but no, I'm um, I see stuff a lot, and I think where you said um, after, so I did die. I had um a couple years ago. I'd have a surgery done and I actually died for a few minutes for, we're not sure how long we know it was at least like a minute. Uh, they're pretty sure. And then I also had almost died. I went to shock. My heart had stopped. Um, they had like the little paddles over me. They're about to like shock me back. And since then, like I've always seen stuff with since I was younger. And I think since then everything kind of got heightened. Um, and I love spooky stuff, but it's kind of, I didn't get punished like that, but it's kind of like how you said, like we grew up, southern baptist you know nothing's a de- nothing's a ghost everything's a demon if you do see something it's because you're asking to see it um right. and so as i've gotten older and now i do see i've kind of closed myself off more because i you know i was like ah let's not do this but mm-hmm. uh, i also have a little kid around so i don't want dogs all that stuff open up anymore huh dogs are fixing to go off <laughs> so I, I can't believe it somebody come in the door and they go off <laughs> <laughs> oh okay but uh anyways i think it's kind of like how you said it's just kind of been heightened since all mm-hmm. that stuff i mean i know all that stuff has happened and it's been around because my first like actual account was when i was like where it's like very 100 percent sure now this happened was whenever i was like 15 or 16 and since i was like i guess 26 everything's mm-hmm. kind of gotten crazier even though i'd seen stuff before then you know but mm-hmm. i can see shadows and stuff now so it's mm-hmm. uh it's pretty crazy did you when you're in the hospital for all your surgeries and stuff which i'm sure you had many of them afterwards do you feel like you didn't have to have any surgeries no they released, me out, of, they released me out of icu after the third day because i would not stay in bed oh you're one of oh. those guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good patient. I, I <laughs> well, uh, you know, they, and I'm I'm not a drug addict either. Yeah. But if you've ever had morphine, mm-hmm. morphine just flat dries you out. I mean, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't talk. My my mouth was so dry. Well, mm-hmm. I had rung the nurse's bell, you know, and I, I was thirsty. I needed that little styrofoam thing filled back up with water. Mm-hmm. And I asked her. I said, you know, can you please bring me some water? Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes later, I ring the bell again. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you forget me or no, no, we're, we just got busy and, you know, because it's ICU. I understand right, that. yeah. <laughs> but they wanted to put a catheter in me. I, I'm skipping uh, something here, but uh, they wanted to put put me in a, put a catheter in me and I refused that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting up going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So... Like I said, after ringing that nurse's bell like four times and them not bringing me any water mm-hmm. or so later, and I'm on a morphine pump, mm-hmm. I got up and grabbed my styrofoam cup and my IV and walked out to the nurse's station. I sat down on the counter and everybody just turned around and looked at me. They're all sitting there bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I slammed that thing on the counter and I said, can I have some water, please? And they're all looking at me like, what are you doing out of bed? Oh my God! <laughs> They're all running to grab me and shit. Mm-hmm. What? I'm standing up. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Maybe bugs from the morning, but I'm standing up. 
But they, anyway, it wasn't long after, I think it was about an hour and a half after that, they, they released me out of ICU because I wouldn't stay in bed. Okay. <laughs> Did you see anything while you're in the hospital? No. No, no it wasn't so much in the hospital, but it, before, mm -hmm. before I got to the hospital, mm -hmm. I, I watched them dig me out. Mm -hmm. Oh. I was above watching. Like an outer them. body. Yeah, moving the shit to get to me. As mm -hmm. soon as they got where I could move my body, I seen my body move. I was back in my body. I had no pain until I was in my body again. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then it was in intense pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. I couldn't imagine. Mm -mm. I've only broken a toe, and that's it. I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. breaking. You said your back, right? Yeah, I broke my sternum, my back, and three ribs. Mm. I can't imagine it. Mm -mm. Uh, that yeah, that's crazy. Me in half under my chest. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're lucky that you lived. You know, that's... I am that's lucky. A... I, the, the Lord was with me. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's all I can say. And there's got to be a, <clears throat> a higher purpose. I, and I think that's the reason why I'm in, into the paranormal as far as I am now. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's hard not to it's hard not to, you know, almost die or die and be like, well, why? You know, because sometimes you're like, I'm not, why did I live? You know, and it's just that weird. It's not like survivor's guilt because nobody else died, but she's kind of like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, why am I still alive? You know, this is crazy. Right. You know, and then a lot of people are probably like, oh, it's your second chance of life. What are you going to do with it? You know, and like for me, mm -hmm. I've always been like, I'm going to be the same me. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do anything crazy. Like, I've never strived to be, like, anything special. I was, like, mediocre. That's what I want my whole life. I was, like, a mediocre human, you know? Uh, I, can, I can understand that, and I mm -hmm. agree with that. I mean, I've always tried to do everything that I do the best that I can. But... Right, yeah. I mean, I'm a nice person, and I try to be good. But when I say mediocre, I mean, I don't want it to be, like, I don't want it to, like, do something crazy with a career. I don't want, you know, I just want, like, a simple little quiet life. That's what I want. You know, I don't want anything huge or anything like that, you know, so. So, what, other than the sanatorium, we'll get to that. What is one of the craziest places you've been to as far as, like, uh, investigating? To be honest with you, there's actually been two of them. There was a... Uh... It was a boys' school, a Catholic boys' school in Crown Point, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And it's actually still still there, and you can actually still investigate it. But mm -hmm. when I investigated that place, it was about 20, 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. It was a Catholic boys' home, and uh, there was, they closed it with because there was... Um, you're okay. But they closed it because of the there was a blinking. <laughs> they closed it because there was so many uh, write-ups. Dude, come in here and bark. Damn. You're fine. It's Come okay. here and look right at me, Mark. <laughs> he wants you to know. He wants your attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you remember uh, me? Yeah, right? 
but there were so many uh, uh, violations. That's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. On on one priest, he was actually molesting the little mm -hmm. boys. So they closed the, the school oh. down. And mm -hmm. the Council of Aging was trying to buy the property. Then at that time, the church wasn't giving it up. So mm -hmm. it sat, sat empty for years. I mean, it's a matter of fact, I think 1987, 88, mm -hmm. 89, somewhere around there is when they actually closed it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to repurpose it as a uh, end-of-life care nursing home, mm -hmm. basically. Because it was, I mean, big property. It still is a big property. Mm -hmm. The buildings have been in such disrepair that half of them need knocked down now. But, you know, it, at that time, it was still all standing. The craziest experience, other than Indiana State Sanitarium, was in, I was, I was in the main hall in the church. And I was going towards, I'm not sure, it's the little room off of where the pedestal, where the pedestal. Uh, it's like the mm -hmm. um, rectory. Deacon, like the mm -hmm. deacon room or something like that. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's behind where he stands. In, in okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But all, the whole time I'm walking through there, of course now, mind you, I that's when we had the tape recorder with the microphone. Mm-hmm. Spirit box or right. Of course, you see, I sound like I'm old now, but <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> but the whole time I was in that building, I felt like something was behind me all the time. Mm -hmm. I just felt the heaviness on me, and it was evil too. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it'd been empty, and there've been kids in there doing satanic rituals and shit, and mm -hmm. I because mean, there was, you know. Pen or heck, why am I losing my words tonight? Uh, <laughs> pentagrams. Pentagrams. Pentagram. Yes, that's it. Gotcha. Good lord. But there was pentagrams all over in that place, and you know, and like I said, it, it just felt heavy the whole mm -hmm. time. Well, I heard something behind me as I was walking up towards where the, the pastor preaches at. Mm -hmm. I turned around, and this face was just in my face. Just that mm -hmm. quick as I turned around, it just like, boom, right on top of me. And it was, it wasn't scary like Hollywood made it out to be, mm -hmm. makes it out to be. You know, it's not, I've never actually seen a, thank God, seen a, <laughs> a spirit in death, in death state. It's always been, you know, it's not a complete face, but... Mm -hmm. It is a face, you know. Mm -hmm. Eyeballs are always gone, black spots, you know. The nose, mm -hmm. the mouth is always black. But that's the way that face was. It was mm -hmm. its face, skin was all pulled back. Mm -hmm. But it was it was a face. There was no eyeballs. The nose holes were black. The eyes were black. The mouth was black. But it was just mm -hmm. the way it came on me, because it was like instantly in my face, and then it just mm -hmm. disappeared. Mm -hmm. That was like the the worst be before I went to the Indiana State Sanitarium. Because you know, in paranormal paranormal investigating, it, it's not always, you know, it's like fishing. You know, sometimes you mm -hmm. get activity. You can go three months with nothing. Mm -hmm. Every day. Right. But, I mean, I have not so much had that, had that problem. I mean, it, it not 
not that I'm proud of it, whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. I somehow, for some reason, it seems to draw them to me, though. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, especially here in the last couple of years, they've, they've really been drawn to me or I'm drawn to them or something. I don't know. Because mm -hmm. um, uh, the next one I went to was Post Town Elementary in Middletown, Ohio. Uh-huh. That elementary school, I'm, I don't remember the dates. I've got, I've got them wrote down, but they closed it down because it was, wasn't up to code mm -hmm. for, you know, that many students under that certain age, you know, because there were stairs they had to go up instead of an elevator, you know, just all, all kinds of stuff. So they closed it down. It was outdated is what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The building was built on Indian not so much burial ground, but it was Indian land. The burial ground was right there by it. Mm -hmm. um, there was two train accidents right behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, the school started out as six one-room classrooms on this mm -hmm. property. And in 1899, the first train accident was a freight train and a passenger train. So you can imagine the yeah. chaos. Because yeah. it was a head-on collision. I think there was 30-something people died at that time. Uh, oh, wow. And they didn't have a hospital in Middletown. So mm -hmm. they used the schoolrooms as uh, triage, like a hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they could actually clear the train and use a train to take them to the closest hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again in 1910, in the exact same spot, the exact same thing happened. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. You know, there was another passenger train and another freight train. Well, by that time, they had built the other school. They tore all but one of the six-room classrooms, six, mm -hmm. six one-room classrooms down, mm -hmm. which is still standing. It's a church now. Mm. But, and they built this school. And same thing happened again. Well, they used that school, I guess, for triage again. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that they could bring, you know, to that school as like a waiting holding area. And I forget the number. I think that there was like 40 that died on that accident. Mm. So the school operated from at least 1910 till I don't remember exact dates, but they ended up closing it, as I said, because it was outdated. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there's also a tale of a little girl named Sarah that was there that I guess we're playing with a couple boys and on the stairwell on the one end of the building, it's a three-story. The basement is not actually a basement. It's like half sunk. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'd count that as a story. That's where the gymnasium's at. That's where the lunchroom's at, um, the cafeteria, whatever you want to say, and the mm -hmm. kitchen. Well, that stairwell goes from the down there by the kitchen all the way up to the top floor. And mm -hmm. supposedly she was pushed over the handrail. There's no documentation of that. Right. But it's tail, and there is a little girl there. Mm -hmm. um, well, supposedly she fell all the way to the bottom. She didn't die from her injuries then, but they took her. I guess she died three days later at her home, mm -hmm. at her home from her injuries. Oh. She actually has come back to the building. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why exactly, I don't know, but I've seen her, looked right at her. So I know her, I've seen her there. 
she's I don't know she's probably seven six seven years old uh, mm -hmm. she's she got long red hair now there's con controversy on that because other people that have seen her have said that she's got brown hair mm. we had a full spectrum light so it could have been brown mm -hmm. but to me it looked like it was red I seen well, everybody's seen everybody's difference on stuff right. like that you know right. opera and red mm -hmm. brown you know well you know and not an indirect lighting or no lighting it's it's hard to yeah. But I had come down the stairs one day. We were just setting up camera, going to set up cameras, and I felt it as I came into the stairwell. I'm not so much sure that Sarah was the was the energy that I was feeling, but there was something heavy in that stairwell. Mm -hmm. And as I come down the stairwell, I look down and she's standing there, little girl standing there looking at me, and. I caught her in the side corner of my eye, and I turned and I looked at her. And as soon as I looked at her, she just gone. Just mm -hmm. gone. But I seen all the way down to her black buckle shoes, white Aww. dress, red hair, freckled face. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, and well, as we were setting up the static cameras and the in the full spectrum light on that. The cameras I know were charged before we got there. Mm -hmm. I charged them. Mm -hmm. and the extra batteries but i left the extra batteries back in the break room mm -hmm. so after i set the cameras up i didn't turn them on and rachel i was part of fc paranormal at that time she was still setting up the the full spectrum lighting right there of mm -hmm. whatever she was doing and i was supposed to go get the batteries and come back as i walked out of that room into the into the gymnasium it was like i got rushed again with that same energy that I felt as I was coming down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So I had my backpack. I had, of course, my spirit box and, you know, cat ball and uh, K2 meter. So I walked and then in the gymnasium was also the stage for like a, I don't know, whatever, the orchestra or band or whatever. But I set the K2 meter up. I set the, you know, the cat ball up and I set the spirit box up. And mm -hmm. I was getting all kinds of responses because I could walk around and I could feel it, but I was always like two steps behind it. You know? mm -hmm. It was there with me, but I couldn't couldn't catch it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get close enough to it. I just knew it was there. Mm -hmm. So I set the spirit, you know, the spirit box up, and I'm actually communicating with it. I have a video of this as well. Of it, I mean, it called me a few choice words. <laughs> it called me out. You know, <laughs> and it did say it was going to get me. Well, mm -hmm. I was sitting in a wheelchair, I'm live on TikTok, sitting in a wheelchair, holding my phone with my arm on the on the left side, the armrest. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sitting there talking, I got the live on on my K2 meter because the K2 K2 meter was pegged, and it was mm -hmm. from the electricity was off in the building. Mm -hmm. I was probably 20 feet away from it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's dark as hell. There's nothing on that stage but what I put up there. Mm -hmm. I'm holding my phone, live, recording the live or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to the spirit box. And as I do that, I get smacked in the arm. Mm -hmm. It flat smacked me hard, too. And I about dropped my phone. Yeah. You can actually hear it smack mm -hmm. me. That wow. That's wow. posted. Uh -huh. You know, there was just a number, numerous times in that, in 
that girl from Post Town Elementary that things were crazy. <laughs> well, I was gonna say maybe it's a little girl at first, but maybe I don't know. Probably not if she, if they're saying mean things no, to you and slapping you. <laughs> no, that one wasn't a girl because I had a I had a, actually had a bruise on my arm right here. Mm. Oh, like a week. Uh huh. A nasty purple one. It's yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Mm-hmm. And I I had I had took my phone, you know, and I turned and showed the light. Mm-hmm. I said, "There's nobody in here with me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so everybody on the live would see that I wasn't, you know, there's no way. It, <laughs> there was nothing yeah. Yeah. what happened. Mm-mm. But anyway, then I, after that happened, you know, it, it called me a couple more names. And <sighs> I said, okay, if you're not going to, you know, t- look, turn the cat ball on or step away from the K2 meter as I'm asking you to, then I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's a, I, we just got here. You know, I will be back. I just want to see what else, who else is here that wants to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is being rude to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I finally remembered what the hell I was actually going after, which was the batteries for my camera. After I uh-huh. sat there and interacted with this one for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the camera's been sitting there not running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it, well, what I know what a voice box is. Um, that's that really loud, obnoxious thing that I hate hearing on ghost hunting shows. <laughs> What's a K2 meter exactly? K2 meter is uh, it registers electromagnetic fields. Okay. You know, changing it. Um, yeah. Well, I got one right here. If you, you, you don't know what it is, actually, I, mean, I, can, show you. Uh, I can. I I put it together. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it. I just wasn't sure exactly. Um, yeah, I know what a voice box is. Yeah, Spirit um, Box, SP7, Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. This is the K2 meter. Okay, yeah, I've seen one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, actually, that is for, you're supposed to, its real purpose is to walk around people like uh, home inspectors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They, they have one of those to walk through the house because if you have, like electric sockets or lights and right. stuff, they they put off EMFs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually will make you make you feel and see things. So the those are made for them to walk around and check to see if there's any high EMF levels. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah, and it also works really well with with spirits. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I knew exactly what it, what it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I watch ghost shows some here and there, but you know, some of them get old real fast. (laughs) Well, right, it depends on which ones you watch. I mean, yeah, names because it's Mm -hmm. just rude. (laughs) I mean, like I know it's horrible, and I but I loved watching Ghost Adventures, but I didn't believe them ever. It was just like (laughs) fun to watch, but not once Mm -hmm. was like. Well, this happened, you know. When they first come out, when they yeah. first come out, they were actually good. Yeah. You well, that's when I watched them. I haven't watched them in like I don't know, probably like eight or so years. You know, yeah. I think I watched the first couple of seasons, and I feel like there was some kind of, but you just can't get possessed all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's still points in there that are believable 
you know. Yeah. But the main person just takes it way too far sometimes. You yeah. Know, exaggerates it a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't get possessed every time you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a plus. No, it's just... <laughs> Very rarely run into a demonic spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely ain't the way he shows it on TV. No, yeah. no. Um, and I used to love watching Ghost Hunters, which I haven't watched in years. But you know, all that stuff used, all that stuff used to be on basic cable or at least on Netflix and stuff like that. Now it's all in just you have to have a special channel to watch that stuff. And I'm not gonna stream a bunch of things. You know, I'm just not. I don't have the money for it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I used to watch Ghost Hunters a lot. Ghost Adventures, I just. It was just ridiculous. It's watching like a reality show, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said though, Ghost Ghost Adventures used to be really good and it mm -hmm. used to be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It used to be yeah. It, I'm sure there's still some things that happen that actually does happen, but once you get that muddied up, you know, it's just like the boy you cried wolf. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when something actually does happen, I think that's why I like Ghost Hunters because like. I don't know if they are now, but like they'd always be like, "Oh, nothing happened here." I'm like, "See, that's more realistic." Yeah, that things aren't going to happen every place you go. Mm -hmm. And I get that some people are very open, and uh, that one person may have things happen. You're also just like you said, not going to get possessed repeatedly. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, have, you have to be a big critic when when you're doing this shit. I mm -hmm. mean, honestly, because there, there's many reasons that mm -hmm. the things that we come across to happen. You know, mm -hmm. It's not always paranormal. You know, like with the K2 meter going off, you get close to, like the cemetery that I that I was investigating not long ago. Up in the front corner of that is like a the big towers with the power lines. Mm -hmm. Okay, well they run right alongside the cemetery. Mm -hmm. As I got over there by that side of the cemetery, my K2 meter started going absolutely apeshit, and I mm -hmm. figured it out. I've been there six times and couldn't figure out why that end of the it was the oldest end of the cemetery as well so it kind of mm -hmm. had me intrigued you know mm -hmm. but you got to be a skeptic about that because there's, there's it, like I said it's not always paranormal right I figuring it out one day because there's like a power station right at the corner mm -hmm. I actually walked up there by it and seen it there and I thought okay well now that explains it mm -hmm. because that's what that thing reads right 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 well, I mean, I respect that so much because, like I said, I mean, I love paranormal stuff. Love it. I've experienced stuff. My husband's experienced stuff. My kid has. My sister. And I'm still automatically, my first thing to be like, I doubt that's real. I doubt that actually happened. Like, it could literally be right in front of my face. And I'm like, nope, this isn't happening. I'm literally just losing my mind. Um, <laughs> so that's my first go-to. And so when people are like, oh, well, this crazy thing. And it just keeps happening, keep happening. Sometimes I'm like, mm. But, like, my husband could literally, we could experience something. I'm there. He's there. We experience the same thing. I'm like, did you see what happened? He's like, yeah, but I don't know if that actually happened. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm just crazy. I'm like, we <laughs> saw it. We literally saw the same thing. Mm -hmm. I reacted to it. Our animals reacted to it why are you denying it so it's a happy medium a ghost could mm -hmm. slap him in the face and he'd be like i don't think that happened <laughs> i think i think i'm just imagining stuff uh, you know? so i i will start off as a skeptic and then i will eventually be like oh this really is happening mm -hmm. um 
like whenever I was 16, I everybody's heard the story a bunch on the podcast, so I'll go fast. I saw like a shadow person, man thingy in my room. And for the longest, like for like days, I was like, I am having a mental breakdown. It was until my dog slept in there with me and was reacting to it that I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, my sister, the same thing, like she's had a lot of the same stuff happen. And until, you know, I see some proof about it, because she's a little bit more, we'll jump to it, you know, being a ghost thing. Until I'm like, okay, this really is happening. She'll be like, this is crazy. I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe. And then until I see it personally, I'm like, okay, this will mm-hmm. really happen. Because she is a, a, I know you're probably listening, Connie, I'm sorry, but she will be a jump to is automatically a ghost per- person. Some, you know, so I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, but she's, she's had a lot of crazy things happen to her. So I understand mm-hmm. fully, you know, mm-hmm. so I respect when somebody's just like, yeah, I got to figure out why this is happening first, you know, mm-hmm. um, Right. We, my husband and I were sitting in our living room. I think I told you this, Kara, but mm-hmm. we're sitting there and I'm like on one end of the couch and he can see into her bedroom. I can't. I'm like on the TV. I'm watching TV. So I'm not paying attention. He's like, do you see that? I'm like, what? And he's like, the lights keep flickering in the bedroom. I was like, no, it's not. And so then like he ended up like, long story short, he ends up making me switch. And I do. I see the lights flicker. I was like, oh God, <laughs> this is horrifying. And so he's like, we got to go in there and see what's happening. I was like, I'm not going there by myself. And what happened was, I still don't know how the light had turned on, but regardless, the the plug for the light was just out just a little bit. So I just imagined it wasn't making a full connection. <laughs> That's what I told myself at least. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what happened. I still don't know how the light switched on at all, but you know, <laughs> either way, we figured out what happened mm-hmm. and I felt fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself believe that was an excuse. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. That's some somebody trying to get a hold of you, trying to get your attention. Yeah, well, it's happened quite a few times. Um, like, since we've been in this house, I'm pretty sure, like, my uncle, I think it's my uncle has, like, was trying to, like, visit, you know, and it was happening towards, like, my son's room. My son was seeing stuff, and I don't ever talk about ghost stuff with my son because he's little. Um, at this time, he was only, like, two, and... I didn't feel bad about what was happening and I just said, you know, like, hey, I'm pretty sure this is my uncle. You know, I just told him, I was like, I appreciate you visiting, but you know, you're, you're starting to scare my kid. You know, you gotta go. And since then, I mean, in his room, really, there's not been anything bad that's happened, you know, and I, I made sure to cleanse his room and I cleanse the house regularly because right. everything's kind of crazy here. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I, as far as like in this house, Nothing, anything too bad has really happened. I still see shadows and stuff, you know, and I don't know, you know, it'll just be casual. And then we had a ghost cat um, (laughs) that I saw. And my sister, we never had a cat growing up. So, but my sister somehow saw the same cat in her house miles away. Uh, So I don't know what that means. (laughs) But it's weird because like our hauntings or whatever, our ghosts that we see are connected somehow. So I saw a shadow person, she saw a shadow person. My son has saw a shadow person um, all in the same area, the same room. And we didn't find out until like years later. Like, hey, this is because it's like I said, we weren't allowed to talk about it growing up. She's 15 years older than me. So my son has also seen it because we were all in the same house at different times in our life, you know. but so our our hauntings with my sister, for the most part, they're very connected, you know, um, the cat, the shadow man, uh, her kids have seen the shadow man. 
which I've read in some cases that like it can be a familiar haunting. Like I know that's with the Hat Man, but to me, I just kind of feel like it's almost like the same realm of stuff, you know, in my mm-hmm. head. But you know, I mean, as far as kids go, kids are not kids have not been honed or or you know they're still innocent, mm-hmm. so they're not taught society standards as of yet. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to believe in this. And the right. same with animals. Animals are innocent as well. They're, they're not going to be taught. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not that way anyway. Not that right. real. Mm-hmm. So, it's very, very, very possible that you had some kind of spirit there. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that at all. Especially not if there's three different people who've seen it. Mm-hmm. But it's not always a bad thing, you know. Especially yeah. if it's not causing you problems, you know, well, moving stuff. The shadow man was bad. (laughs) He was very bad. Uh, Very aggressive. Um, It was aggressive towards my sister. It was aggressive towards me. It was aggressive towards my son when he's a newborn. But, like, the cat that we see, she wasn't, or it, whatever it was, uh, it would just kind of, you just kind of see it. And at the time, I had a cat, and he was just a big orange cat. So, there's no way I would get him confused. My sister had no cats. Um... So it was just weird, but we just randomly talked about it one day, and she's like, I've been seeing a cat. I was like, me too. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and I was like, well, you tell me what the cat looks like. And it was dead on to what I was seeing. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my son, he hasn't seen anything in a long time, thankfully. Sometimes he's, he always waits till like, my husband's working out of town to get me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, like, this is another story I've told. We have a picture in our dining room of me holding him when he was a newborn baby. So whenever he is born, I was living in the house I grew up in. Um, And he was actually in my room. It was also my sister's room at one point. So that's where he was sleeping at as a baby. And he was like, "Uh, I don't I don't like that old house. And he was so little when we moved out. And I was like, why? He's like, because that big, tall, black thing standing over my baby bed. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah. And it scared me. And I was like, okay. Uh, And so then that later that day. Or earlier that day, I was folding clothes in my room, and I come out, and he was just like, who sat in the room with you? And I was like, what? And he's like, them two men. Who died in there? And I was like, damn it, child. I was like, I cannot emotionally handle this at all. I am too old to call my mom and dad and be like, I think I've seen a ghost. I'm in my 30s, but I need your help. I also don't believe in ghosts. Well, you, can't, you can't feed into the fear, you know? And, and... Oh, Yeah. Because they that actually feeds them, and that'll mm-hmm. that'll make it get actually worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure that you're that you're afraid of it. I mean, you always got to remember that your body and spirit—they are just mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah. Don't let them intimidate you. Yeah, you know, for sure. Along with that, which why I say that is because I believe, and it, it is my belief. Not, it's nothing that I've read or anything like that. But I believe. That if you're an asshole in life, you're an asshole in death. So mm-hmm. what everybody's saying is a demonic spirit is just mm-hmm. an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I fully I believe and this is just a theory, like you said, I believe the majority majority of like the evil shadow men or hat men, I don't believe it's demonic. I believe those are like horrible souls that it's, it's, somehow it's I mean, and yeah. then, then another thing that it, it also could be is something like a combined conscious, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because if enough people put energy to 
mm -hmm. one belief, and I this I firmly believe in because I've seen mm -hmm. this before, with where an entity entity was not even actually an entity until so many people said that it was there. You know, mm -hmm. enough people believed in this thing and put enough energy to it that it manifested from that energy that was put to it. Right. So here you have a entity that is not residual. It's not, you know, if a, in, I guess the way I should have said this is if a spirit has enough power to open a door, mm -hmm. to move a glass, to right. throw a piece of paper, to throw a stone, that shows a working mind. Mm -hmm. And if it, you know, so that means that it actually was a spirit, was a human at one time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I firmly believe if you give respect, you get respect. It's all about intent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is. It's all about intent. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what you said. You know, you, what everybody's saying is a demonic spirit, in my belief. Right. I'm not saying there's no such thing, because mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, with good come, comes evil. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a given. But I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. About intentions. But yeah, intentions. You know, it, it, it's it's not demonic. It, it you very mm -hmm. rarely run into a demonic spirit. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not going to say you don't run into a negative spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. If you were an asshole mm -hmm. in life, you're going to be an asshole in death. Mm -hmm. you know? And it, I swear to God, that's 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 the truth. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you. And if you feed into it, if you if you show it that you're scared of it, then it's just going to keep doing what it's doing. Oh, hey, mm -hmm. I got to cut you off of that because when you get scared, put it this way: you get scared, your heart beats faster. Mm-hmm. Now, picture a molecule. You heat, you heat up a molecule with a lighter. What does it do? It moves faster. That's energy. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your heart. Your heart is pumping your blood. That's energy. Mm -hmm. okay, so that's what it's feeding off of. That right. makes it stronger. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't show it here. You know, yeah. If you know it's there, why flip out about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh... The shadow thing that I saw, that was my first, like, ghost experience, you know? And I wasn't supposed to believe in ghosts. Uh, and there's just, like, tight, giant thing in the corner of my room, you know? And I'm just like, oh, shit. And honestly, truly, I was like, I am losing my mind. I didn't believe in ghosts at the time. I wasn't allowed to believe in ghosts. I didn't believe in them. And uh, it just got closer and closer and closer to my bed. And then it just came to, like, a point to where, like, it was, like, pulling at my blankets my dogs up at a little dog at the time little yorkie terrier just up in the corner like yelping and like whining at this thing happening and then uh at the time i was religious and so i was like praying you know and i was like oh please god you know and 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 then it just stopped happening and uh my theory on that is i've talked to my sister about it too i at the time you're a teenager everything's depressing your whole life sucks at the time, I was, like, sad and depressed, you know. And my sister at the time was always sad and depressed. I haven't seen the shadow, man, since then. Since then, I have never seen it. My sister has been continuously seeing this thing. And I truly believe it's because she is 
depressed a lot and i think that it feeds off of her weakness of and i don't mean weakness in a bad way i just mean like it sees it as a weakness when there's depression like i don't think depression makes you weak i think it feeds off of all for her um because she has dealt with it and like for me like with my son i think there was something in that room and when my son was there it was just in that room and i came in and i we had a point where he wasn't allowed to sleep by his room by himself. He wasn't allowed. We didn't go in that room at one point. Um, but I, I just was like, no, this cannot happen, you know? And then we just stopped letting him go in there at all. Um, and then, but my sister, you know, it seemed to just follow her through life. And it's always the same thing. Her kids have seen it. Um, at, when you, I don't even go to her house anymore because her house scares the shit out of me. <laughs> um, it's not an old house. It's just it's so oppressive of the things that go in there. Like I told her last time, I was like, nope, I'm not going there. No way in hell. Because um, there's just something there that's just so oppressive. And then it's just like, I mean, I've Caro has been in there. Mm-hmm. There's like a heaviness in there that mm-hmm. happens, and I yeah. don't even know how to explain it. And I hate it for her. Yeah, you know, but I do think it's because she she suffers with a lot of depression and anxiety, and I think this thing is just clung to her mm-hmm. and feels that, like I said, quote unquote weakness on her. Mm-hmm. No. She is depressed. You know, that's what, if you're pissed off because, like, when we go to ghost ghost hunts or ghost paranormal investigations, mm-hmm. you, you go into that investigation pissed off because it cost you that much in gas to get there, that's what you're going to draw is the negative all night long. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be, you have to clear, um, you have to clear your mind and get your mindset right before you mm-hmm. try and communicate with them um you know it, it's uh, i had a point <laughs> i don't know what the hell it was but i had one but anyway uh, um you know it, it's if you wake up in the morning and tell yourself it's going to be a shit day guess what mm-hmm. the day turns into a shit day you know? right it's you gotta you gotta know what your like i said your intent that's mm-hmm. what was was intent, even yeah, though I right. bumbled it up, and for some reason I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're no, good. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm bumbling my words so bad. I mean, and I don't understand why, because I've done four, four, four podcasts now, and I'm still nervous as hell. Oh, you're doing a great we job. We do this all the time. We do this all the time, and I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I get nervous randomly. Uh, you can ask Caro. And I stumble over my words all the time. It's no worries. So. <laughs> you got it same um, so i know that i've talked to you a little bit about the sanatorium i haven't told Kara about any of this stuff so what's the sanatorium that you went to visit okay a little bit i'm gonna give you a little bit of a beforehand on that as mm-hmm. far as like with the podcast i was on let's get freaky podcast and um where the weird ones are the podcast well i started mm-hmm. out on where where the weird ones are the podcast on kevin's podcast and during the time that i was talking about indiana state sanitarium the audio like i'd said it there was extra voices come into the audio and it was mm-hmm. the tv's off here nobody's in this mm-hmm. room 
You know, there was nothing, no reason for the audio to be disturbed any way, other than my dogs being an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that wouldn't add a voice. Well, mm-hmm. okay. In the meantime, Let's Get Freaky podcast got got a hold of me and wanted me to be on his podcast. I said, sure. So, as Kevin was edit, editing his podcast, I went on Let's Get Freaky's podcast, and the same thing happened there. But he was running mm-hmm. through some kind of a mixing board or something, because he stopped me in mid-sentence and said, hey, you know, I just heard somebody else's voice here. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard your voice. I heard you say what you said, but after what you said was more than it was not what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. That's just, I just wanted to throw one you know, on that. So you might want to, if you go listen to this playback or something. Because it's only mm-hmm. when I talk about Indiana State Sanitarium. I don't know why. I guess maybe they're. There's a little bit more to the story that they want told, or something mm-hmm. that I'm not caught. No. Yeah. Um, Indiana State Sanitarium was a tuberculosis hospital in mm-hmm. 1910, I think it was, or no, 1920, 1920, 19, 19, I think, 19, I don't remember the exact dates, but it's like mm-hmm. back. 18, 18 something, 1888, it was a, the property was a distillery, and mm-hmm. they sold it to the state of Indiana, and their intent was to make it a uh, tuberculosis hospital. Mm-hmm. So it was a tuberculosis hospital, and um, as, as it went on, and they found the cure for tuberculosis, they repurposed it into a state, or a poorhouse, basically. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't remember exact years. I mean, I've got all this wrote down. I spent almost a week and a half in the, or just researching this place. Before mm-hmm. to it. And there was nothing to be found. You know, there was no documents on anything. And we're talking from 1920-something up to now. There's no documents. Any, any state-run facility has got documents yeah. about documents, you know. Yeah. Requisition orders on requisition orders, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, that's crazy. But, but potatoes from Joe Joe Farmer down the road, there's a uh, requisition order, a purchase order, invoice number. I mean, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to be found in state records, public records. The only thing I could find in the public records was you had to have a court order to, to view. There was no mm-hmm. violations found that on the record of why it was closed, which is why it was actually closed in, I think, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Wow. Um, it operated for over 100 something years. And, mm-hmm. But, like I said, they, they ran it to, as a tuberculosis hospital, then they repurposed it as a um, poor home. Mm-hmm. House, whatever, and then it was repurposed again as a nursing home, mm-hmm. and then it there's another. I'm kind of skimming over this, so you guys got a little That's bit of fine. background on it. Uh, there's another. There was another asylum up here by where I live. See, mm-hmm. Indiana State Sanitarium's in Rockford, you know, mm-hmm. Rockford, Indiana, down by Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. 
It, mm -hmm. It's on the west side, directly across from Indianapolis. And there's where I'm at, I'm in the top left corner of Indiana. Mm -hmm. I'm 35 minutes away from Chicago. Mm -hmm. About 20 minutes from me is Westville, Indiana. And there was another mental hospital. But this hospital up here had mentally insane mm -hmm. patients in it. And they were closing it down because the building was, you know, the building was just in too bad a shape for mm -hmm. the state to put money into it when they had this big facility down in Rockford. Mm -hmm. So they repurposed, repurposed <clears throat> Indiana State Sanitarium again from a end-of-life care home, nursing home, to a co-ed nursing home and asylum. Mm-hmm. There's a five five story building down there that was actually built for the nurses and the staff when mm -hmm. the tuberculosis hospital. Well, mm -hmm. they changed that building from the housing for the staff into the actual mental home. Mm -hmm. patients. Well, that's that's just a little bit of a background on the place. Um, all night long, there was it didn't matter where I went. I had a heaviness on me, you know, it was mm -hmm. like sizing me up. I knew it was there. Okay. Um, when I finally did go into the superintendent's home, which is mm -hmm. a great big house, beautiful house. This place is still beautiful, but uh, it, it was later at night, you know, and when we walked into the house, we walked in through a kitchen and it was POV, Brian and Ernie, and me. I was kind of like a tag along. <laughs> At that time, it was Rachel was my haunted house blog, which she changed mm -hmm. the name into FC Paranormal. Yeah. So I was a tag along for FC Paranormal to see if I fit in with the group, you know, or whatever, mm -hmm. which I did. And I was just there. It was a collaboration with POV Paranormal and her. Mm-hmm. We ended up going into the superintendent's home, and like I said, when we walked in the house, we come through the kitchen, come in the back door through the kitchen, and into this like great big dining room. And mm -hmm. to the right side of the dining room was these two great big French doors, double doors, with like six by six glass panes in them. The whole door was all glass windows, you know, the little small Wow, window. yeah. One door was open, the other door was shut. Now, mm -hmm. this place had set like I said, forever. I think they closed it in like 2011 and that was the last year, you know, December of last year that we went. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people had moved that door, but evidently it wasn't many because when I grabbed that door as we walked in, it was a big, beautiful door, wood door with the little glass windows all over it. So I grabbed that door and I thought it'd be nice if I get this door to move or something, you know, just thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was a rough spot on that door, you know, so it didn't move freely. It was, it'd been setting open for years, so it kind of rusted where it was at. Once mm -hmm. I broke that rough spot, it kind of smoothly moved a little bit, but it still had that rough spot. So mm -hmm. we went on in and he sets up, you know, the music box in that doorway, the motion activated music box. He sets it down in the doorway and he's over by the stairwell going upstairs and he's got a boo buddy, which is a, REM pod, basically a REM mm -hmm. pod bear. It senses temperature change and, you know, and everyone says it's kind of creepy actually because it talks. Yeah. You know, everyone yeah. ought to say, you know, can you want to, 
will you play with me or you know and abcs and you know to get activity it's actually it actually is a really cool piece of equipment from ghost stop but mm -hmm. it's also very creepy when you're in a dark place i'm sure just out of nowhere you just touch me and it's like <laughs> you know, where did that come from? <laughs> he's over there setting up the rum pod and that boo buddy up on the stairwell. And I walked back and I, I felt something by that door as I came in. I just knew there was something in that room. So I turned my attention to that door where the music, because the music box is going off. And mm -hmm. I thought it was just maybe because of the way he had set it in the door. Because right after he set it in the door and I walked away from it, the music box box started going off mm -hmm. and they asked that asked asked if they would step away from the music box and turn that music box off mm -hmm. brian and ernie both asked well it wouldn't do it i asked if it would turn the music box off and as you've seen in the video that i sent you it shut the music mm -hmm. box off mm -hmm. i asked i said thank you for doing that i said would you turn that music box back on for me and it turned the music box back on mm -hmm. well yeah unexpectedly all of a sudden that door swings shut and like i said it was like it was, wouldn't move it it was on in that hot hard spot you know where it'd been set mm -hmm. so that door swings shut and ernie and brian are freaking out you know like oh wow i can't believe that just happened and shit and i'm i'm looking at the door saying thank you for doing that thank you for showing me you're here i said can mm -hmm. you do me a favor and open that door back up and as soon as I said that, that door swung back open. Wow. Wow. It did that five times. As oh, I my gosh. Open Damn, my, shut. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I wow. sent my voice recorder down. I said, here, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. You know, I sent my voice recorder down in the doorway by the music box. The music box is still going off. It will not shut off. It, I mean, whatever it was was right there in that doorway and just would not leave it. Mm -hmm. So I set my voice recorder down. And I said, you know, while you're, you know, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing and talk to me. If you want to talk to me, here's my music or my voice recorder. I can hear you. Mm -hmm. Well, in the meantime, I'm still talking to the door, you know, thinking, thank you, you know, do one more thing, show me you're here or whatever. In the meantime, something in the back of the house smacks a window. So now. And I've never seen two big men jump as, as high as Ernie. <laughs> they flipped out. Cause it, it was loud. It kind of startled me, but it didn't, I didn't jump. Mm -hmm. and yes, I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> it was kind of creepy in that big-ass house. <laughs> anyway, they're going back to look to see what's going on with that that bang. You know, it sounded like, sounded like somebody just threw something at a window. It really did. So they're in the back part of the house looking, and I I had started to walk away to look kind of a little bit, but I was more interested in that door because that door mm -hmm. had opened and shut. You know, so I went back to that door and I I said, you know, can can you do me a favor and shut that music box off because that music box was starting to get irritating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was going off and just kept going and going and going and going. So it wouldn't shut it off. So I thought, okay, I said. I want to check this voice recorder. I bent down to pick the voice recorder up, and as I'm picking the voice recorder up, it slams the door. 
Oh. I mean, it, it damn <laughs> knocked me in the head. Knocked yeah. my hat off me. Knocked, knocked my flash. Or, you know, I had one headlamps on my head. Knocked that oh, shit man. off. I was like, hey, that's not, that's not even cool. <laughs> that's not even nice. You know? Yeah. Well, so then I, then now I'm close right at that door. And I'm standing there. I said, okay, now that you did that and, you know, because Ernie and Brian actually went and got the music box out of the door and shut it off. Which I was glad they did that because, like I said, it was irritating. <laughs> it was yeah. cool that it was going on, <laughs> but it was irritating. Because it mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they got, he opened the door back up and got the music box out. And I'm still standing at that door because I know there's something there. I felt it there. I knew it was there. And I actually have a, uh, a screenshot of that part of the live because they're, Ernie and Brian was, was live on TikTok and I was live on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'll get to this that part of that in a minute, but just off of Ernie and Brian's uh, live, somebody took a screenshot, and in that screenshot, you can actually see a silhouette on my back. Oh my god! A female silhouette looking the opposite way, but she's on my back. From mm -hmm. her head's like right here on my neck, mm -hmm. and her whole body's down my back. Mm -hmm. And there's there's I mean just shit that plain eye you cannot see but that in that screenshot they're there there's mm -hmm. shadows mm -hmm. there's you know orbs mm -hmm. there was probably 12 different entities at that door mm -hmm. and i'm still standing at that door you know and i'm talking to it i and I, like i said i got it to open and shut five times mm -hmm. and in the meantime well as a another part of it i walked out of the door because I was showing people on my, on my live that yes, this door does go outside, and but no, there's no wind to have shut that mm -hmm. ass door or blow it open or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I step out the door, and as I step out the door, the door that's been shutting and opening as I asked starts to shut. So I'm like, okay, you know, do you want me to stay here, or are you mad at me or something? Is you trying mm -hmm. to lock me out? Well, it never that door quit moving. But mm -hmm. there was still something there because the screen door on the opposite door was open and it starts to shut. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, so now you're going to shut this door for me? And as soon as I said that, the screen door shuts. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Oh. It was just absolutely insane. Yeah. No yeah. Well, I had told Rachel that, and I, we, I had got to Indiana State Sanitarium with Rachel. So... Mm -hmm. It's like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and we were supposed to be out of there by six anyway. Mm -hmm. So Rachel, after I told her about it, she had not been in that building. Well, she had probably went up in the attic and, and investigated. But there, I mean, there was more shit that we did as up at Ernie and Brian before I got to this part of it. But I'm okay. trying to get through all of that real quick, give you just like the highlights of what it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. because I have more of that story but uh, I told Rachel about it and she's in there she sits down next to the door mm -hmm. and she's got her flashlight on the door and she's asking that door to move and the door wouldn't move well I'm back in, back on the wall by the, by the window setting down mm -hmm. and I said do me a favor I should <laughs> make that door move just one more time after I said that, the door moved. It didn't shut, but it moved. 
Okay, well, mm -hmm. Rachel says, do me a favor and make that door move. Just one more time. Uh -huh. And it wouldn't mm -hmm. move. And she said, well, if you make it move one more time, I'll leave. And it still wouldn't move. I said, if you make it move one more time, I'll leave. No sooner than I said that, that door swung the rest of the way. <laughs> oh. I said, that's it. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> out the door I went. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> and as I went out the door, though, it was like, because I was, I went out the door, Rachel and, and um, her husband were still picking her shit up because they had, she had a rum pot out or whatever. So I already went out the door. But as I was going out that door, it was like I got surrounded. You know, it was just a major, and I, I don't get scared easy. I really, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, when my yeah. head stands up on my arms, there's a spirit around me. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's like static, you know, take a balloon, rub it in your hair, your hair stands up. Mm -hmm. well, that's what my mm -hmm. arms do. The hair mm -hmm. arms stand straight up. Mm -hmm. I know there's something around me. Well, as I was going out that door, I had to go down a set of steps and that step goes down and then it's landing and it goes over and goes down into the basement, which is not mm -hmm. in the basement because it's not all the way in the ground. It's like half sunk. But mm -hmm. I got a real, real bad feeling of from that basement earlier. But as I was going out that door, it was like they came up from the basement and down from upstairs. It, I mean, they were just on my ass. It, mm -hmm. And it really, it, like I said, I don't scare easy, but that scared me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I must have felt heavy. Yeah, because there was so many of them. It, it, there was, I mean, I don't know, there was all the way around me. They and then I went out the door, and I stood there, and I prayed, and I thanked the Lord that I was done with that place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever plan on going back? I, I, I honestly have to. I have to go. Yeah. Because this is what I was talking about earlier. For mm -hmm. Two months after I went there, I had dreams of this place. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much as a dream. If it. If there ever was like an explanation of astral projecting, mm -hmm. that's the best way I can explain it because it, I was shown this place when it when it was when it was alive when it was operating. Right. I seen, I seen the shit that was done there. You know, mm -hmm. I, there was I seen this head nurse. It, it was like there was another spirit, like the Scrooge. You know, they mm -hmm. they take you to the places and you see things as they happen or whatever. But that's right. what it was. It, there was a short, shorter black-haired spirit next to me. I never got a face. never could see its mm -hmm. face. But it was like it was showing me this, you know. And it was that's the way it presented. was like it was like this, you know, putting his hand out. Look. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady, there was a head nurse there that I seen. And that was who I kept seeing. That's what they kept showing mm -hmm. me was this head nurse as this place was operating. I seen her, and I, I was telling this on, on the other podcast, there was a, on the third floor, there was a male sitting in what they called the common room, which is like a, mm -hmm. in the middle of this five-story building, which is great. Mm -hmm. But in the center of the building, or the center of the building, on each floor, there's a common room. You know, it's like a waiting room or whatever, lounge room, whatever you want to call it. But there was a younger male, probably 20s, 25, whatever, in this chair and he's either 
he he was it looked like he was half dead, honestly. He, skin and bones, emaciated, mm-hmm. and he's just out of it. He's just all mud, you know, got his head hanging down. And, mm-hmm. Well, she's standing there yelling at him, telling him to get his ass mm-hmm. up and go to his room. Well, he's not moving. So she grabs mm-hmm. him by his, his ankle, yanks his ass out of the chair, drags him down the hallway, throws him in the room, shuts the door, locks the door, walks away with a smirk as she straightened out her, out her dress. Mm. Oh, wow. I've seen all the way from the stupid little nurse's hat to her name tag. Mm-hmm. Her name tag was Gloria, or Doris, excuse me, Gloria. I don't know where I got Oh, uh, yes, I do, but that's another story. <laughs> the name on, on the name tag. Okay, and I kept seeing, I kept being shown her all the evil mm-hmm. shit that she did. And this woman no. was just pure evil. I mean, mm-hmm. evil shit. They they had a 15,000 square foot barn on this property. This property mm-hmm. was all self-contained. It had its own powerhouse. It had its own, you know, water tower. It had mm-hmm. its own coal track and, you know, a heating system and everything. It was all right there. It was mm-hmm. almost 600 acres, you know. So, mm-hmm. and what I what I seen is the the patients that they had on that property. They actually used them as employees. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah. You know, they got free labor, basically. Mm-hmm. But these people were, were warped, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but I don't know a better word for it. I know what you mean. We've, mm-hmm. we've covered, a, well, I've covered a couple of sanatoriums and stuff. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's like this with these self-sustaining sanatoriums or, you know, they call them a lunatic. It's a lot of time back then. But they said, like, oh, this is, and it, it started with good intentions most of the time, and it's just overworked, underpaid, you know, and there's so, so little understanding of it, and these people had these horrible, just sad lives. So I know exactly what you're talking about whenever, you know, because we've talked about a couple of different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible the shifts, and, you know, just mm-hmm. the and the deaths, and, and, you know, because, like, I mean, it went back. It jumped around, and this was for a solid, a solid two months. I had these dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was about everything, mm-hmm. everything, all the way back to when it was a tuberculosis hospital. You know, mm-hmm. I seen seen children dying. I seen the way they were treated, thrown mm-hmm. in the rooms, chained to their bed, and shit. It was just mm-hmm. absolute horrific shit that I seen. Well, yeah. Back to Doris. Uh, I kept getting was shown her. For some reason, it would mm-hmm. keep bringing me back. To, it was never the same. Nothing was ever the same that I seen, but it was always her. And um, it got to the point where I seen her one one time. Why I was shown this, I really don't know. But it was her doing the daily checklist or whatever the check sheet. But she's mm-hmm. checking this thing off, and it's like I'm looking over her shoulder. And she gets down to the bottom of this thing, and she signs her name, Doris. It started with an R. I don't remember what her last name was, but it started with an R. Well, I had told Rachel about this, which is the owner or the, you know, the main FC Paranormal. I told her mm-hmm. Rachel about these dreams, you know, because I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind. You know, I wanted to share this with somebody. Mm-hmm. Just in case I was losing my mind, you know, somebody yeah. knew these stories, so 
because it honestly, it didn't scare me. None of it scared me. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound weird, but I was comfortable. I was mm-hmm. horrified by watching it, but I was comfortable. Right. Like I was there, I was comfortable being there. No, I didn't feel the, it was to, towards me. I didn't feel any negative towards me. Right. It was just what I was being shown. So, like I said, I, I told Rachel about this stuff, and Rachel had went back in the meantime. And mm-hmm. being as I had told her about that, when they closed that place down, they moved the patients out, shut the doors and locked them. They didn't take mm-hmm. take the belongings, didn't take nothing. Mm-hmm. There's still, to this day, in the rooms, in the dressers, there's still personal belongings and clothes. Mm-hmm. Clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they just took the patients out, relocated the patients, shut the doors and locked them. Mm-hmm. Well, the records that the reason why we could I couldn't find any of these records on uh, in public record is because they were all supposedly held on site. Okay, you mm-hmm. figure that many years being in because none of the and there was rooms that had just stacks and stacks of fucking books and records and whatnot everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you figure that many years of them building setting empty, not being maintained, the mm-hmm. chance of any of them records being any good, you know, is very slim. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're in file boxes. Mm-hmm. Stacked up in boxes, so you know, the roofs are leaking and I'm sure three quarters of that shit got thrown away. Right. But anyway, Rachel's there in in the nurses stations in the nursing home. You know, it's in the dead center of the nursing home. The nursing home is shaped like a like a cross, mm-hmm. and it that's what also was creepy about it because when you get up on the on the roof of the housing for the mental people, the, mm-hmm. side, the main hospital, I guess you would call it. It's not really a hospital; it's just a housing for the mental patients. Mm-hmm. You get up on the roof and you look down. All all three of them buildings are are connected. There's an administration building, the nursing home, and the five-story housing. They're all mm-hmm. connected. But you can get up on the roof of the mental hospital and look down at that nursing home. And like I said, it's shaped like a cross. Mm-hmm. Well, as you look down on it, it looks like an upside-down cross. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to what I was saying with that. In the center was the nurse's station in that center mm-hmm. of the cross. Rachel started nosing through these paper or these note or uh, clipboards, mm-hmm. and they had files up on the up on the wall, hanging on the wall, in which they were all still there. But Rachel started nosing around because I told her about this, and she found a write-up for a CNA. Mm-hmm. It was a disciplinary disciplinary write-up for a CNA. Guess what the head nurse's name was? The Doris. It was Doris. Mm, that's that's crazy. Paperwork. So right there's you know confirmation. She's actually got that on video. That mm-hmm. this write up, this disciplinary write up on the CNA, gets down to the bottom, and you can see Doris just plain as day. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. I bet that gave you goosebumps. It. Yeah. It kind of. It kind of freaked me out a, a little bit. I yeah. Mean, you know, it, because, and there, that wasn't the only thing. I, I was showing buildings. There was 18 buildings on that property. Mm-hmm. When we in, when we investigated that place, we only seen seven. That's mm-hmm. how big the place is. It is huge. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, Are... 
three quarters of the belt, not three quarters, but maybe half of the buildings that were there are mm -hmm. either knocked down or in mm -hmm. such disrepair that uh, they were when we were there. I know that they were planning on doing, uh, I think the Historical Society took it over or something, and they were planning on doing, mm -hmm. you know, putting a bed and breakfast in there or something. I don't know. Yeah. Do, but, I mean, <laughs> it's... <laughs> place is amazing though it really is yeah but there was another another place another building that i've seen that it was vivid i mean i i walked up to that building i walked into that building i walked away from that building i looked at this building i don't know how many times in my dream well, mm -hmm. when we were there the where the building was was foundation the building had been knocked down and that was actually the nurse's dorm and mm. it was a big three-story building great big nothing and i explained to rachel about that i said there's a there's a dorm somewhere on that property that i'd seen mm -hmm. i explained the building you know the white small windows there's a bunch of bunch of windows all the way around it and they're mm -hmm. they got white trim the building's red you know well she found a picture of what was the nurse's dorm and it was the same building wow that's, that's crazy exactly what i described well the reason why i brought this building up is because i seen satanic rituals as well mm. in my dreams mm. and they were all in that building wow, they had the wow. And everything and doris was one of the head head honchos in the in the ritual shit wow mm. that's horrifying and this went on for like two months. Man. I have to go back. There's something there that that wants to be heard. Well, it almost makes like whenever you're walking out and like it felt like people were like over top of you. It almost feels like maybe <laughs> that was like patience there. It was just trying to like get your attention. It doesn't even seem like maybe it was a malice thing. Maybe it's just them trying to be like, maybe it's just their sorrow and them not wanting you to leave to mm. like understand it. And, you know, who knows what that one was up that was mm -hmm. shut in the door you know yeah that could have been somebody trying to get rid of you because they didn't want these other mm -hmm. spirits to talk to you, you yeah know? Right. exactly exactly you know, um, when we got there when we got there and, and this has got like a long winding road mm -hmm. you come turn off the main road and you turn in and there's two great big ass iron gates says mm -hmm. state sanatorium okay that right there is creepy in itself yeah. <laughs> when you turn into that you as soon as you go inside them gates it was instant i mean instant sorrow you know it, oh yeah because mm -hmm. thinking thinking about not so much just thinking about it is what i felt but now that i do think about it because there were so many people because as i said this was a poor farm that were awarded of state or like whatever if a wife say back in the 50s got mouthy with her husband mm -hmm. the husband could take her there and commit her admit her and mm -hmm. the state she would i mean she'd be a ward of the state never come yeah. back outside them gates right mm -hmm. you know and you could feel that as you went yeah the gates it was just unreal and well we we did um 
Washington State Institution. I think it's Northern. We just recently did it, but they were mm-hmm. t- we, I was reading about how like a lot of these women had like postpartum depression. You know, none of that stuff is understood. You know, like you said, the women got too mouthy or you know anything crazy like that. I mean, of course, you know, unfortunately, people of color got stuck in these places because that's who they were. You know, and just the smallest things, alcoholism at addiction you know so i mean there's i can't imagine i've never been in a place like that i couldn't imagine the sorrow you'd have to feel mm-hmm. walking into that especially if you are more sensitive to that stuff like i feel like you have to be like almost overwhelming mm-hmm. you know? yeah it, it it really is but i to be honest with you in as far as where if where i would want to choose to investigate would be a sanitarium mm-hmm. why i'm drunk of course them. I have no clue why I'm drawn to them, but I am drawn to them so much more than I am, like, post-town elementary or mm-hmm. personal, personal home. Point, you know? Well, it's obvious that you can get a connection with these people, you know, or the, these people's past life, you know, if you're having all these dreams for months at a time, you know what I mean? I mean, there's definitely a connection there, and I mean, it seems like they're reaching out to you and they're able to, which is probably a little scary of course like you said you thought you were going crazy but also it's just kind of like almost beautiful i mean you're seeing all these things which is horribly sad but you know you're feeling you're gonna see this pain and it's probably just them feeling like oh if this is the case this is my story getting told you know what i mean which they probably didn't get to do at all in life right. um right. nobody was going to listen to them you know what i mean most of these people did their family members didn't care about them obviously you know there are cases where the people thought this was what's best i'm sure but a lot of these people that wasn't the case you know um so i mean like i said there's this amazing connection that if you are able to have all these streams and you're able to see this stuff and then just to find out that there was a woman named doris that worked there oh my god my cat's going to do she jumped over here. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. No, she does it to me almost every time I read. She does. She does. And it's always just out of like I don't hear her come up to me. She just like jumps mm-hmm. up under the bed and then hops out. <laughs> the only reason why I'm laughing is because you jumped. Yeah, because it scares the shit out of me. Sorry. It's uh, okay. She gets me every time. She does every time. <laughs> no, you're good. So funny. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I can't wait to hear. You know, if you want to share it with us when you come back, what your experiences oh, are no. like. I definitely. Um, well, there's got to be something that I'm not. Shut up. There's got to be something <laughs> that I've not not told or you know, mm-hmm. just like I said with the other two podcasts the just the audio the discrepancies in the audio mm-hmm. tells me that there's I, there's a reason i've got to go back i mean right they're, yeah they're trying to connect with me there's a place there's a room off of the powerhouse in the back of that where we where we actually got to go and because powerhouse was active too but there's mm-hmm. a room in the back where they had brought people from whatever hospital or been dropped off where they had brought in their personal belongings and Mm -hmm. what was found and was told by the guy that owned the place now which is no longer owned by the state it's owned by this this personal owner but uh, Mm -hmm. what was told is they would bring people in with the beliefs that they could 
have all their you know belongings and this is just a temporary thing and mm-hmm. but they this room is great big and it is floor to ceiling with personal belongings oh. they brought people in they let them have one pair of shoes one pair of pants and a shirt everything oh. else went in that room wow oh, that's so heartbreaking and it the room is still that way i mean wow. I, I was in there and i i picked up a book and looked at the copyright date 1920. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. I mean, there was just shit that was, you could look at it and see that it was old as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's something you don't, you don't dare do. You don't never take anything from a no, no. place like that. I mean, I wouldn't do it anyway, but I'm just saying it's, it's, that is a unwritten rule. You do not take anything mm-hmm. from on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's no way I would. <laughs> right, right. It's just disrespectful, and then I mean, you do have the chance of something being attached to it, you know, and good or bad. I don't want to bring anything in my house, you know. So exactly, exactly. I mean, that's you know, you don't shit in your own backyard. So right. <laughs> you no, know, it's just. I mean, it's a God's honest truth. Yeah. You know, but there was, and I, I'm. I'm a point, I can pick things up and feel things. Mm-hmm. And with that room, I think I spent 20 minutes in there, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. just looking at the clothes and the shoes. And mm-hmm. when I started picking things up, the depression, it was just overwhelming. I had to get out of that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was just, it was just way too rough. Because there was clothes there from God knows how long ago. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that one book had a had a copyright date of, or a publishing date of 1928. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy the shit that was in there. Those pictures of families, mm-hmm. it was just sad. Yeah, yeah, it's people's life in that room is what it is. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. exactly because they brought them it's in a piece of them that they could have their mm-hmm. have their belongings and they took everything from them. That's so yeah, it's heartbreaking. You know, I mean, we've read about stuff like that, but I couldn't imagine. I mean, I would love to go to a place like that, but I just couldn't imagine seeing it, especially something kept intact that well. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. like I said, I mean, it's just got to be wild. Well, when we when we had went there, uh, Destination Fear had been there before us. Actually, they were the last ones there before us. And there's only been like four people, five people that investigated Indiana State Sanitarium before we mm-hmm. went. And when we went... Shut up! The hell are you barking at? Somebody come out of the bedroom, so they went off. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You're okay. But like I said, when we went there, there'd only been like four or five people, groups that actually mm-hmm. went through there and investigated it. So it was still pretty new and fresh. I mean, it's no yeah. longer that way now. I'm sure it's probably, you know, I'm not going to say played out. It, I've noticed the friends of mine that I have on TikTok and whatnot that have been there, it seems like it's got a darkness in it now, a stronger darkness than what it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, and I don't know that 
because not everybody investigates the same way or has mm-hmm. the same intent. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, the only reason, and I am not pointing the finger at nobody, but I'm just saying a lot of people, the only reason why they have activity is because it's attached to them. Mm, right. It's not It's not the spirit that they brought or they, they met at mm-hmm. the, whatever location they're at. It was attached to them from mm-hmm. somewhere else because they don't have the intent that right, you know. Right. Well, it could also be if there's a heaviness now, it could just be from them being disrespectful. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if they're not disrespecting things, it's just going with a disrespectful personality. And I've seen people, you know, on ghost shows, yell at ghosts and oh, yeah. talk down to them and stuff mm-hmm. and anta- antagonize them, you know? And right. I mean, there's Provoking. no telling if that's what they're going in there and doing. And it's upsetting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Provoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. then, uh, you know, you got to figure, like, the Ouija board. The Ouija board yeah. is a portal. You're opening a mm-hmm. door. And a spirit box, SB7 spirit box, is the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're opening a door. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you you may be, may be communicating with a spirit that was there. But now that you mm-hmm. open that door, along with good comes bad. Mm-hmm. You're, you're bringing in extra. You know, right. plus whatever's attached to you, if your intent, you know, is not, you know, you're going to go ahead and provoke and piss, piss shit off. It's going to, it's going to attach to you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very real. And yeah. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Know, it's very, it's actually very dangerous, too. Yeah. It can't Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Cat. Um... Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming on and mm-hmm. talking to us. Uh, if you ever want to come on again, just let us know. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. I didn't hear any noises. Uh, mm-hmm. We might see some back. The only thing is, and that's probably just bugs, whenever you were talking, I could see like a lot of like green balls behind you and stuff. I saw those, too. Did you see it, Karen? Yeah, I saw them, too. Yeah. Uh, it would be orb-shaped, mm-hmm. but it, was, it stopped. As soon as you started talking about the sanatorium, gone. But it was happening a lot before then mm-hmm. um and it would like happen or i don't know if that's something that anybody else has seen it could just be a light reflection maybe off of some bugs or something but there was quite a few i would say i saw it about five or six times no, it so and there was it was all behind you so mm-hmm. like i'll show you kind of like here's mm-hmm. your shoulder it was like right here and there's not honestly i've been watching the whole time because i was like maybe it's just bugs but since you started talking about the sanatorium i've not seen mm-hmm. one but yeah. the whole time you were talking okay huh I, I yeah the, there's the, the whole now, so it's and the curtains are closed so Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot. I wish this was like recorded. And it video, would just like, but, uh, did you see them just like move whenever they were there? Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, there was like one next to your shoulder for a few seconds, and it just kind of went up mm-hmm. and then like down, mm-hmm. like almost like a triangle, mm-hmm. like a hat. I was doing a triangle over your head or something. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I didn't hear any noises. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, since you and I saw it the whole time you were talking, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, maybe it's just a bug or something. And then I noticed that once she started talking about sanatorium, it's it's all gone. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe so, that's what it was. It was, you know, giving it its voice, and that's that's what it was trying to get, I guess. Yeah, I maybe. Because the way that whole sanatorium thing fell together, me going, because this one mm-hmm. drove two hours out of her way to pick me up at my door, and then drove four mm-hmm. hours down to Indianapolis, Rockville, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we investigated all night. Then drove mm-hmm. back to drop me off and then drove two hours back to her house. She was only mm-hmm. two hours away from Indiana State Sanitarium, but went oh, wow. the opposite way to pick me up and would not take any money from me. I took money and she would not take any money for, from me. And she rented the place out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Never met her before in my life. I talked to her on TikTok, but never met her. Wow, she must have felt a connection to you or something. She was. She's awesome. She still is awesome. Even though I'm not part yeah. of the Paranormal anymore, I hold, mm-hmm. I hold no bad feelings for that woman at all. Yeah. I mean, like Well, um... No, like I said, I haven't seen anything, so that's pretty crazy. I'll, I can play back sometimes a little clip of the video, so if I can, I'll record it and send it to you. But now I haven't seen anything since then, so, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it just seems like that was a place you are destined to to go to, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have to go back. Yeah. Because I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, for sure. I, I, go ahead. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand the story, and I, that's not the way I... I want to be. I want to be. I want to understand what I'm supposed to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. I mean, I'd, I'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Was she the so, very best doing that? That's awesome. Yeah. So, if you want to shout out your Instagram page again, uh, your TikTok, to everybody where to find you, uh, you can go to do that. I'm under Grave Evidence on Instagram and TikTok both. On TikTok, <laughs> it's Grave with a capital G underscore Evidence. And then on Instagram, it's all small letters, and it's wrote out like one word, grave evidence. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, be sure to check him out. Um, that's how we met is through Instagram. Um, and it's it's honestly been amazing talking to you. So uh, what we'll do is we'll say our goodbye, and then I'll click off here, and we'll talk to you after I, okay. you know, click off. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For- so go ahead. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said, I said thank you for having me. It's been my honor. Oh, of course. Absolutely. We appreciate you taking time to talk to us. For sure. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you soon, and we will scare you later. Scare you later. Hi, guys. So I really appreciate you listening to this episode. Um, Real fast, I just want to let you know, I'm going to add on a little clip uh, at the end here. And this is from when we had stopped recording. We're just chit-chatting with Rod, thinking of her coming on the show. And his voice has started changing um it was pretty wild so i clicked record and we recorded for a few seconds and uh then we talked for a little bit longer after we stopped recording and before we said goodbye me and kara both heard a very distinct growl um it was pretty scary uh so yeah we just wanted to let you guys hear what you, or hear what we heard and uh yeah it was pretty crazy so make sure you check out ron for at grave evidence on tiktok and instagram thank you so much for listening I didn't touch nothing. I, I hadn't done nothing. <laughs> but you seriously sound like you got. Uh, I don't know. Did you? I, I don't know if you ever had seen kids have those like microphones you can be talking to, and it like mm. makes you sound like you got a robot voice. That's what your voice sounds like yeah, right now. Like talking into a fan. Uh, what? Mm. Like talking into a fan. Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still that way. Yeah, yeah, it's not stopped. Do we sound the same to you? Yeah, you guys did change. Wow. That's, so that's crazy. Let me see if I can take yeah. off my... Okay, talk now, Ron. Uh, I didn't do anything. I just... Honestly, you guys are still still fine, but I don't know. 
I don't know what to, what to ask you about. 